Hey everybody, welcome to episode 62 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And it's finally here after how many trailer views? <laughs> oh, hundreds. Oh, I mean, it was honestly before probably 90% of the movies I saw. Well, it was before, not only that, but how many times was it played on YouTube at, at my household <laughs> yeah. over and over and over again? Yep. My, uh, I didn't get the YouTube views, but my wife and daughter would just go around singing the Lady Gaga part from Shallow the yeah i can't even do it but i mean it was just echoing through our house and sadly it's gotten to the point where like i whistle it or hum it like nonstop now i, too. I wake up to it in my head <laughs> like i like that's how i start my day yeah it's, that's what wakes me up yeah genius on their part for doing that but if you haven't <laughs> figured it out by now we are talking a star is born which it's about seasoned musician jackson maine discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie. She has just about given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jack coaxes her into the spotlight. But even as Allie's career takes off, the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jack fights an ongoing battle with his own internal demons. Directed by Bradley Cooper. First ever behind-the-camera gig for Bradley Cooper. For the Coop. Yep. Cast is obviously himself. Lady Gaga, Sam Elliott, and then some random appearances from some comedians that just want to show up. Dave Chappelle and Andrew Dice Clay out of nowhere. That that one took me a while to adjust. I have no idea what his first like six lines were. No, because, yeah, I agree. Because I was like, why is Andrew Dice Clay? I don't even in this think movie? I don't even think I registered it the first like maybe half of a second. I don't know. Yeah. There was a period of time where I just it didn't click. And it wasn't like, oh, I recognize you, but I just don't know I can't place you. It was just like I guess my brain was like, I didn't think it was anybody. I didn't assume that role would be for anybody. And then it was just like, the lights went on. I was like, that's Andrew Dice Clay. Well, I recognized him as soon as he popped on screen. And then as he, as the movie progressed, I'm like, wait, is it? Yeah. You know, because he's not <laughs> sounding like the dice, you, right. you know? And, and so like, I haven't seen him in, you know, 20 years. So I don't know if this is what he looks like, but I yeah. was I became less confident as the movie went on that that <laughs> yeah. was even him. And he actually was really good. I mean, he, he was he was pretty good. Yeah, for the role he was given, which I mean, it's not a huge role and not overly impactful, but I mean, he embraces it and did a good job. I maybe he should get a few more roles like that. I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know, and maybe I, once you get I'll, over the fact that it, it took thirty years to get past the dice stigma. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know how that even happened. I mean, is he right. friends with? With Bradley Cooper, is it if you're friends with Sam Elliott? Well, same you know, with same so with somewhere. Chappelle, right? Like, w- out of all people, why Dave Chappelle? Right, it's so weird. Like they have the same agents, and yeah. it's like, hey, you know what? Let's throw Dice a bone here, right. and get and get Dave in here. Like, I could kind of expect Dice to show up in a Tarantino movie because right. that, that feels right. But yeah, <laughs> first time Star is born, Bradley Cooper, and here's Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, did did not fit. But uh, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Yeah. No, it worked. And there's a lot about this movie that works. For being, I've never seen either of the three first iterations of this movie. Right. Um, have you? No. Okay. No. And the first one, she was an actress and not a musician. Yeah, which was from the 30s, I think. Yeah. And then there's Judy Garland Judy in the Garland. 50s, Barbara Streisand in the 70s, and now Lady Gaga. Right. And now. So, yeah. And I purpose, I almost went and watched the Streisand version because I don't know. My mom raves about it. 
like has loved it ever since she saw it the first time. And even after seeing this one, she thinks the seventies one is superior to this one, which I think it just, it's, I think it would be a hundred percent dependent on the music. I think that, and it's obviously this kind of movie is going to speak to including the music, the, the era in which you are watching it. Right. Like, I feel like the seventies probably spoke to a lot of kids born in the sixties and fifties or whatever but like for us i mean this movie is very much us it's rock music it's a pop star the themes that it's tackling are you know i don't know i think they just the way that it goes is probably speaking to i'd be hard pressed to think that there's gonna be a lot of people who love the 70s one that come and say oh this one's better it just feels like well also if you saw the 71's 70s one first you know the ending and i think i don't even know if they're the same though that's my thing i think they, they are they are from reports that I've not seen it. Okay, but somebody said the same gotcha ending. Okay, because I thought I read happened. in I thought I read in somebody's review of this one that they said that there were some changes made to this one to make it more powerful than the first ones. And I just assumed without diving I, into it I, too much. I that, think Chris Christopherson dies. In okay, that one. same but, way or different way. I don't. I don't know. I, okay. I just heard that it was more of an impassing thing. Okay, that people were talking about it, out. saying that he. Yeah, well, when he died in the first ones, I knew Bradley Cooper was going to die in this one. Okay. And see, that's exactly why I didn't want to go watch right. the original one, because I would have been waiting for that the whole time. And and even though maybe they die in different ways, I, I would have been waiting for it, and I, that would have lessened the impact, I think. But I agree. There's I a agree. ton about this movie that works, and where I was going with that is that despite it being kind of a... Um, not overly unique story at its core, you know, the, somebody's rise to fame, somebody dealing with fame, the pressures of that... They do it in a way that's it's very well, and they add some little things here and there that really make take that kind of, I guess, retread of a Hollywood story that everybody knows and everybody's seen. They take that and, and add some elements to it that I think makes it way more enjoyable because it, it could have just kind of rested on its, here's the same old story we've told four times and, and just gone with that. But I think Bradley Cooper did a good job of adding some things here and there that, that really, really made it feel more full than what that basic story is. I felt a lot of the parts were were rushed. Really? Uh, I, I did. I felt like it was a long movie, but I felt like the parts were rushed. So Lady Gaga's turn to fame seemed like, like they didn't explore that at all. Like Bradley Cooper was visibly bothered by her not being her. Right. But they didn't really get into that at all. From his angle, they did. Well, they they showed his face and how he kind of disapproved, but then he just went well, and drank. Well, yeah, well, but that's what he does, right? Well, right he goes but, and but, drinks, but, but, they, but, but they didn't talk about it. They didn't really. Well, do... he he pulled her aside that one. It's one time, right? But he pulls her aside up on the top of the hotel or whatever, where she's got that billboard, and tells her like, if you're not singing from your soul or something like that, then you're not really doing what you need to be doing. That was his way, I think, of telling her that, hey, are you really being yourself right now? Like. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't like you mentioned. You pulled her aside and didn't really address it, right? But kind of just reiterated the theme that he he mentioned to her at the beginning of the movie, right? But she didn't catch the drift. No, she didn't. And I think that's part of where the conflict between them comes up is that I, you know, and I agree with you that you want Lady Gaga the whole time to realize that she's kind of sold out, that she's not the person that she really wants to be 
I think in the very, very end, she figures that out. But yeah, you want her to kind of have some of that realization along the way. And I don't think you fully understand if she feels that way too. Because there's some hints of that earlier on where she, her looks, you know, they change so drastically. Yeah. But you never really hear, hear her character say whether or not she's okay with the route she's going, doing the pop dances instead of being the singer-songwriter. But well, I think I mean, you definitely get a lot of Bradley Cooper struggles with it. And she, she hinted at by, by cutting the dancers. You right. know, in, in her first performance, and so she cut those out, and so, but it didn't seem like there's any conflict with it, other than her manager saying, "No, you don't do that," and then right. it, that was kind of dead. It was yeah. like a dead issue from there. And I think that maybe my takeaway from that was that she didn't care as much about that, at least then, as Bradley Cooper did. She wanted to be a star, and she was willing to do that stuff, and it didn't bother her as much, but it really bothered Bradley Cooper. I think if, but she's the one who cut the dancers, and yes. so it sounded, so it showed. Like doing that showed that she wasn't comfortable with it, but she didn't show that she was uncomfortable with it other than the act itself. And then he said, no, you don't do that. And he's like, she's like, oh, okay. Right. And it just seemed like, like her, her rise to fame was, was the, the off part of this movie. I love the beginning, the beginning where they met, you know, that whole. Yeah. The first the, act basically is right. like crushed. And I think that. I agree. I agree. It was almost very hard to live up to that first act because it was phenomenal. Yeah, and then again, in the middle was just kind of the the bad. middle. The middle is the piece. I do agree with you that if there's anything that comes up, it, it's that middle piece kind of sags a little bit, and I think it's under the weight of that first act, and then. Obviously, the third act has the benefit of driving everything home, so it kind of picks back up. So the, I do agree with you. The middle does sag a little bit in terms of uh, both storytelling, and it gets a little um, long in the middle because you can kind of sense where things are going, and they don't always get there as fast and as they could have. Um, so I mean, maybe could have cut like 15 minutes off, but but there's some other things I think happen in the in the second act that that keep things going a little bit like you do get to see you know Bradley Cooper going it's not just like a, a one and done kind of thing with his alcoholism he he you know falls off comes back falls off comes back he has a uh, a falling out with his brother and stuff that happens kind of in the beginning of the second act and you you get more information about him during that but yes generally speaking i agree with you that that second act is has a lot to live up to and and i know this is more about Lady Gaga's character than Bradley Cooper's character, but I felt like his character was more interesting to me. Like his background with his brother, sure. I, I, like I kind of wanted to know more there. Like his career, I wanted to know more there because they he is essentially established, but right. not, not great. Right, is kind of how I gathered, and they put him in the the legends, you know, act at the Grammys, <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever, yeah, and. and and so just kind of you throw all the old, older guys up there, but we didn't, never really knew how high he rose, right? Like where what his status was. Uh, we knew he was successful because he was recognized and obviously doing Coachella and, and things like that. But it wasn't. We never really knew where he was on the spectrum of rock stars. Yeah, I think that's natural. You you know more about Lady Gaga's character because. There's really not a lot to explain about her before Bradley Cooper comes along other than she's very talented and she just hasn't been able to cut it because of her looks. Right. So then we get to see her rise and we know really all there is to know about Bradley Cooper. All you're seeing is kind of he's at his peak and you have the fall. So then you kind of wonder what came before it. Whereas with her, the question more is 
we saw her rise. Now when the movie ends, it's the question for her is, well, what happens next for her? Whereas with Bradley Cooper, it's what happened before that. So we, we see them at their intersections and their subsequent rise and fall, but nothing before or after that. Well, you said it shows his peak, but I don't, I don't have a bearing of what that peak is. Sure. I, I you know don't, it's not like, cause I think it was, did he mention he never had a Grammy? I don't yes. know if he ever mentioned that, but there was some it, hostility it, there kind of with like, to... oh, you got a Grammy for this trash you're putting out was kind of the undercurrent of what he was saying. Yeah. It, and she said, you jealous? You know, cause it made it seem like he didn't have a Agreed. Have one. Yeah. And, and so I feel like Grammys are easy to get, but maybe <laughs> I don't watch. That's like Grammys. saying Oscars are easy to get. Well, I think that's. I feel like Grammys are easier to get than Oscars, but I don't, I don't know why Grammys. you say that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't that know. seems completely arbitrary. I, don't know. I feel like they give Grammys for every every song that's out there. But anyway, our artist has one, but I, that's yeah. just me not really paying attention to right. music awards. So I, I think but, you can take away that he's extreme. I mean, like you said, he gets to play in a Legends thing. He's clearly, when we see him selling out large festivals you know, that he's playing at, uh, everybody knows who he is when he's going to even these uh, drag bars. Like people are recognizing him everywhere he goes. The lady at the CVS recognizes him. So he's not a kind of one-off country guy that you know only country fans recognize or only rock fans recognize. They they insinuate that he's a very 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 big famous musician. Yeah. Well, but not that big. Because I said you being with him is an embarrassment type of thing. Well, but that, and, and that I, was and after he made a, a fool a drunk, of himself. But yeah. Still, if he's a legend. Yeah, but I mean, he, I think one that was because of what happened in the movie when he embarrassed himself on stage at the Grammys when she won and pissed himself pissed on live himself TV. On, yes. So I think it's that, but I think it's also that guy trying to drive a wedge. He wants her to keep going, and at this point, you know, he he even got relegated on that um, Grammy performance. You know, he was supposed to be singing. And right. they put him in the back and just play guitar. So, well, I think he assumed that he was going to be singing. Okay, I don't think they told him. He thought them asking him to sing the song, gotcha, to, to be there. And then he goes, "I'm not singing." Right. And then Wade Garrett was like, "Well, you know, I, I tried." Right. <laughs> and I think that was done also from a storytelling standpoint. Right. Sure. I, I don't think it was to have be a commentary on how famous of a musician he was. It was just to drive home the fact that his career is now done, fully in crisis mode right legend mode and not, <laughs> right. not producing anything new yeah um but yeah going back to that first act i don't know i mean that, that's a five-star first act for me it, everything about how they meet i mean bradley cooper's like persona was great lady gaga for not ever having really acted i think she's done like american horror story and a few other small things but like mm, this yeah. is clearly far beyond any role acting wise she's ever been given. And I get that it's also leaning heavily on her singing abilities, but it never felt to me like she was a singer turned yeah, actress. That she wasn't an actress. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. If you didn't know any, you'd be like, Oh, she's an actress who just happens to be able to sing really, really well. But their chemistry was like immediate from the get go when they're in the drag bar. And I thought I was going to have a problem with Bradley Cooper laying everything on pretty thick, but it all kind of worked as like this rock star booze heavy, you know, everything in that first act was just set up so, so great from her being a struggling artist to them meeting each other, the, the little interactions in the CVS parking lot when she's broken her hand and he, she's reciting lyrics like that, that the movie had me like in the first 30 or 45 minutes. Cause they, they nailed it right out of the gate. Yeah. And I'm glad that everything we saw in the trailer was basically the first 
act of the movie. Yeah. And so, which more trailers should do, <laughs> trailer yeah. guy. Um, but it took a you know a different direction altogether. That you only show flashes of anything after the first thirty minutes. Yeah. And so even the song, you, you know, okay, is that going to be a pivotal turning point in the movie? Right. You know, her him, her finally going on stage. No. Uh, that's, yeah. That's her genesis. Yeah, right. That, that's how we basically meet her. You know, is her coming out on stage for the first time. Yeah, that was really. I think surprising because I think everybody kind of thought that, you know, the shallow would be the last song of the movie, right? Everything builds towards the shallow and that's, or I guess maybe that's at least what I thought. Cause, and even my wife afterwards was like, uh, you know, I was surprised how early that song came up and, and even the way it came about, like it wasn't something that they really even worked on together. Yeah. She, she brought it up in the parking lot yeah. and you can assume that that was, cause it was daylight whenever they got back to her house that they, yeah. Just, kind of went back and forth a little bit on it right but yeah they for it to be like in the first act where he just rushes around stage and then the fact that it was so cool that in the movie he's like well i just added my own accompaniment to this and hopefully you like it i don't know let's just go and and he added a whole verse to it too right like he added his version yeah Yeah. so she was talking about him because she wrote that about him right it was so cool and then the only part that bothered me about that was the when they say, when they sing the shallow, they add the la la la's. I'm like, okay, I can understand how you could each, you know, if you're each talented musicians, you can pick up on the melody and you can kind of get the flow of a song, but there's literally no way, unless you rehearse that, that you would know to add the to la add la la's in that specific order. I'll buy everything else in that scene, but. Unless they talked about that in the car. So I'm right. say, oh yeah, you know, if you added la la's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, this part, but I, my, my, the best part about that was him walking away saying, I'm going to sing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that was the best part. So I want yeah. you to come back here and say, I'm going to sing it anyway. Right. And so uh, here I go. Yeah. So, so, he, so he started. That was good. And I, I think that it's pretty cool that they can take the song that everybody knows from the trailer. And I guess your preconceived notions about what you think that's going to, or how you think that's going to play out in the movie. And completely do something different with it in terms of it's the spontaneous event. She's really shy about going on stage. Doesn't even know if she wants to. So when she does, you can see how nervous she is on stage. And like, that was just a really cool. I mean, one of the best moments of the movie, cause, and you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't think that, right? Like, okay, here comes the shallow. Here we go. You know, that's what you kind of think you're going to get in the movie, but well, we knew, we knew we were getting that from the trailer. I mean, I don't we remember know she that walked in the trailer. Out there, she walked out there and she's, sang it and that was the first time that she ever sang it so i knew that was coming at some point well i just didn't know that that scene was going to be so early in the movie i guess i didn't know how it was coming about though in the sense that he's spontaneously like pulling her on stage and she doesn't know that he's yeah. written the song and half finished it for well, her he said all you gotta do is trust me well yeah, yeah but i interpreted that to be like um like they've been working on this together and they've been dating for a while and, all this. and then then he's pulling her on stage but she knows the song and you know I kind of thought there was like something they wrote together as they were falling in love kind of thing as mm-hmm. opposed to like oh man I'm just yanking you on stage after like 2 days after we've met and this song you sang me in the parking lot is now a full blown song like that all that spontaneity I didn't I didn't expect that yeah it's definitely definitely faster than yes than what I was guessing yeah but I I that was a great moment in the movie. That's like one of those moments that you get chills. Like even like now, as I've been thinking about the movie going back, like that scene was just so really well done. And a lot of it is Lady Gaga able to sing sing and (laughs) also act as though she's, you know, she can act. So I bought the whole, I'm shy to go on stage. And then 
Bradley Cooper's Southern boy, Arizona charm coming out. Like, you know, all you gotta do is trust me and I'm going to sing it. In, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it all just, it all just works. So for the, you know, jumping kind of into the middle of the movie there. And I think this probably happens like right around the end of the first act, start of the second, but uh, we have to talk about Wade Garrett. Yes. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I loved everything about that storyline because like you said earlier, it's, it's trying to dive into Bradley Cooper's character's background, but not in a way where like, you know, she's like, tell me about yourself. And he just spills it all out. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even, he never actually comes out, I think, and like says that Wade Garrett, Sam, I got to call him Sam Elliott, that Sam Elliott's his. <laughs> Wade Garrett's his character in Roadhouse. <laughs> right. That, that we've seen way yeah. too many times. So, the, the, and so the, he just is Wade Garrett. Right. The funny <laughs> thing about that, though, is that when you and I talked about this in the preview, we naturally yes. assumed that Wade Garrett was his dad. Right, and because because they looked so much so similar, they were perfect together. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, it just worked. Right, they're sounding similar. Their ages are far apart. Well, the movie kind of throws you for a loop on that. They yeah, and, and and the way it all comes out again, it's not like they say, "Oh, um, here's everything that we need you need to know about Bradley Cooper." It's you just kind of find out through the telling of his story from a little bit from Sam Elliott, a little bit from what he tells Lady Gaga, a little bit from what she picks up that that's his older brother. Yeah. Who, who raised him after his dad died and he didn't have a mom either and all this stuff. And so you're like, Oh, okay. I was way off on that. Here we are. We're podcasting we about, this. we weren't way off. We were, we were still family, which is <laughs> we what we said. Family. We were going to yeah. deduct a full star if he wasn't his dad <laughs> because they look so similar and that, yeah. that would work perfectly. But older brother works too. Yeah. I mean the age gap. Yeah. But they explain, explain that through. Yeah. His dad was 68 when he had Bradley Cooper. Right. Or 60 or something. It was like, like 61 that. or something. It was, yeah. it was really old. Yeah. And it was a second wife and, and things like that. But, yeah. But the fact that, okay, it's like, yes, they are related, you know, right. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at them on screen. <laughs> yeah. They look related. You better make them related. Yeah. So, so I took away the star when they started calling him Bobby and then I gave it back when it was his brother. <laughs> right. So, so we're there. Yeah. And they have some little decent interactions, but you can tell there's some tension there and there's scenes where Sam Elliott's taking care of a completely passed out Bradley Cooper, and he makes comments about how this is just how he this is. is. The norm. That's the norm. Um, you know, they yell at each other because Bradley Cooper has got hearing loss or tinnitus or a little bit of both. Yeah. And Sam Elliott wants him to wear monitors, and Bradley Cooper refuses. And it even all escalates into like Bradley Cooper just hauling off and hitting him before well, one of the concerts because he had sold dad's farm or he yeah he bought his dad's farm and gave it to sam elliott and then sam elliott just sold it because he didn't want it right and bradley cooper gets pissed and decks him and that's when um sam elliott quits because he's been his roadie for all these years and now he said he's not going to do it anymore it sounds so simple to say it but the way it unfolds in the movie feels so organic it's not like it's ever spilled out to you i mean you get the scenes of how he takes care of him he cares about him doesn't want him to lose his hearing and you know there's this tension between them too that in the beginning you think it's more just about Bradley Cooper being stubborn and hard headed, but then as the movie goes on, you find out that there's a lot more deep rooted. Yeah, and you didn't even really get until the end that they were even in a band together. Yeah, no, that was yeah, you're right towards the very end, and that they that the criticism was they thought it was a father son band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and because yeah, I so, think they talk about that he on... was he was the lead singer. Uh, Wade Sam Elliott was, yeah. Yeah, he was the, the lead singer, and right. then he was the guitarist. Yeah, because he sang. makes a crack and says, if only I could have found a, a better guitarist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're telling each other that because on the way home from rehab, right? rehab right? So after Bradley Cooper pissed himself at the Grammys, 
he goes to rehab for a while and then Sam Elliott picks him up. But yeah, that, that whole truck scene is fantastic because you find out so much about, um, you know, that they were in a band together and it, well, I think actually this happened earlier when he punched him about Sam Elliott yelling at Bradley Cooper that he stole his, that Bradley Cooper stole his voice. Yeah. I think that happens at that point, right? Yeah, he, he does. Oh yeah. Cause he, he say, yeah. cause he says you never had a voice of your own. You're singing my songs. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then Bradley Cooper says, "Well, you never had anything to say." Right. So kind of implying that Sam Elliott had a great voice, but couldn't write songs for crap. And Bradley Cooper could write songs, so then he just stole his brother's voice, which I thought, just from a sheer, I guess, optics of the movie standpoint, was brilliant because, you know, I've been cracking on Bradley Cooper's southern voice. Mm-hmm. The I just want to look at you again thing, and right. how overly. I pronounced pronounced yeah, hickish yeah. southern whatever you want to call it it's very drawn out and then the fact that they admit in the movie that he's basically doing an imitation of his brother Sam yes. Elliott I'm like oh, okay well I can get on board with this now yeah and you could tell he he's basically trying to be Sam Elliott's voice yes yeah and so <laughs> once once they they kind of did that I was listening for him Bradley Cooper and I go he's just doing I go so instead of making Sam Elliott adapt differently than he's always done right <laughs> you know, they made bradley cooper come the other way right you know to make him sound alike right so funny story i went and was reading about a star is born and i guess when bradley cooper first started doing this so one he took like a year and a half of intense music training so taught himself how to sing and taught himself how to sing well i mean somebody taught him learned how to sing learned how to sing in the wade garrett voice and then learned how to play guitar so he's doing all that but i guess he initially started doing this character and he thought his voice didn't sound right. It was too high. It's not what he wanted. And he started searching for like the sound that he wanted. Well, I guess he stumbled on the fact that he basically wanted to do a Sam Elliott voice. And so they started doing that and they really loved it. And he's like, well, now I have to get Sam, Sam Elliott to sign on to this. So I guess he met with Sam Elliott and played a recording of him doing a Sam Elliott voice. And I guess Sam Elliott was like, yeah, I don't have any comments for you. That, that sounds like, like me, like it sounds like you doing an impression of me. I don't, that's perfect. And I think I'm on board. I mean, I'm sure it was a little bit more difficult sure. than that, but that's partly how they won Sam Elliott over was by saying, this is, I want to do an impression of you and I want you in this role. Which is probably why they had the significant age gap brother story. Right. You know, because, but again, that all works yeah. too. Oh yeah. But that's, they had to write that in yeah. for, for Sam Elliott to be believable as his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that whole relationship between those two was fantastic. That The whole truck ride home and then Sam Elliott backing out of the driveway after, what was Bradley Cooper telling me? It's like, he gets out of the truck and he's like, hey, when you said that uh, it was dad that I idolized, that wasn't true. He's like, it was you that I idolized. And then he just shuts the door and walks inside. Yeah. And they do this long shot of Sam Elliott backing up like tears in his eyes. And you're just like, Oh, that, 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 was, that was the one part of the movie that that got to me. Well, yeah, you can't but see as a guy Sam, Sam Elliott, <laughs> yeah. his, his eyes water and like what? Yeah, as a guy, you can't see Sam Elliott start to cry and be like, oh boy, because like what <laughs> that guy can cry, right? It's kind of like how I felt about the Green Mile, like when you saw a bunch of those hard prison guys starting to cry, like in the jail, you're just like, oh, I, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah, and so he didn't, and they didn't really show his face when he said it, but when he turned around to back up, you know, you saw his eyes water, and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. it was one of those moments where you watch a movie, and you're like, oh, just put it in park, like, put it in park and go give him a hug, right? But, like, he just keeps driving off, you're like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, and, and kind of how they did it where Bradley Cooper said it, you know, trying to get it out and shuts the door and walks away. Yeah. yeah like, like, 
I'm, and I struggle saying this because, you know, how long have we known each other and I've never said anything like this. Right. And then part of my rehab is re- realizing these things. And, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the one part of me. I know I'm supposed to have other feelings the rest of the movie, but I really didn't. But that was the one part of the movie that, yeah. that, that got to me. No, that was really good. And then kind of speaking about a comment that you made where you said you wonder how much of that story they then wrote because of Sam Elliott. Right. I, I've wondered the same thing about Lady Gaga because she's made comments about, in her personal life about how her looks held her back. And she that's why she does all those crazy costumes in the beginning mm-hmm. is because people wouldn't respect her for her looks. So I, I would love to know how much of the decision to cast her came from that. Right. Or how much they decided to then write into the movie because she was cast i i don't know i'd like i'd love to know more and even the pop star stuff yeah like i wonder like was that her was that her path right you know because clearly she did enough of that yeah in in her day of whether that's not really me you know i want to now i can finally be me right type of thing i wonder how much of that is i wonder how long she was attached to the movie like did they let her write a bunch of the songs or did they have ideas for the songs first or what because no clue yeah, me either. I'd be definitely interested. Although to know. I, I could ask my wife because she has watched every behind the scenes <laughs> of this movie before we even saw it. Yeah, uh, every interview that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did, <laughs> even before uh, the movie. Before the movie. Oh god, that's oh, gotten she, worse afterwards. Oh, she. I mean, she was obsessed. Yeah. And she goes, I just went down a rabbit hole, and they just kept linking me to other ones, and I yeah. just kept watching them, and then I played the song again, and then, yeah. So I'm guessing she was a sobbing mess at the end. Yes, she cries in every movie. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. So this one had to be even worse, right? Yeah, that's just a given. Yeah, the lady next... My wife cried a lot, but the lady next to me was like full on like sniffles and (laughs) like, yeah. Like, so truly a box of Kleenex was in her purse. Not a a packet, Yeah, but she brought a box and set it next to her. Yeah, so there was was like... I got chills when they sang Shallow. Um, the Wade Garrett, Sam Elliott, sorry, uh, tearing up scene was a, was a tough one where the, the old throat was burning a little bit. Yeah. And then there's one we'll get to later where I got like punched in the stomach and I was like, Oh, that, that hurts. Actually two more later, but we'll get to that. Actually, we should just go into just it now. Do it. Get punched. Well, it's so we talked about the, the setup. We talked about the middle that kind of lags a little bit. Cause really all that happens in the middle, there's like the conflict with the brother and in, in the relationship falls apart as she gets more famous we talked about right she kind of sells out if you want to call it that he isn't thrilled with that by any means and goes back to boozing because she's already told him several times not to so there's basically all that happens in the second is like everything falls apart and then kind of at the beginning of the third is where he's i would say roughly he's went to rehab and he comes out and that's probably the mark of like the start of the third act where you think he's back on his feet he comes back home they're kind of reconciling and everything so but that third act is 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 tough because you see him start to stumble and actually no he's doing pretty good when he comes back off a of rehab and he's really being supportive of her and then that jerk manager who they clearly made a jerk manager sure, from, i mean he's got from, the british accent yeah, and, from the start yeah you know he has the conversation Even when you, you approach her from the first time i can make you a start you're like yeah. uh sleazy manager <laughs> yeah. you know right it's entirely true they definitely were going for like the a young simon cowell yeah. american idol type feel to that stereotypical guy stereotypical manager in every movie that's, yeah that's trying to out for themselves and, right yeah so he still kind of feels like i guess bradley cooper feels like he's still kind of holding lady gaga back a little bit and the manager presses on that and um you know when they were at rehab when he was at rehab he lady gaga had found a song that he wrote for her 
uh, in her journal. And he was like, hey, you know, I thought maybe if you ever got back to writing songs again, I think the implication there was that either she's not writing her songs anymore or they're so shallow that unintended. (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. I I wish I caught that. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, because because he mentions, you know, what what does that song even mean? Yeah. Talking about butts or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because, and I tie every movie back to La La Land, but it's the same thing that happens in that one. When Ryan Gosling starts to sell out the movie that the song that they sing in that movie uh, is designed to, to sound like nothing. It was intentionally meant to be like so cheesy pop. And that's what this one was because she's talking about like there's one. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't the one where she talks about how your butt looks. There's one before that where she kept saying like, do that, do that, do that, like over and over. Like clearly they were trying to drive home the point that she's now singing songs that mean absolutely nothing. So, well, and so he's in rehab and she said, he is that I intended you to find that. Yeah. Was that because he was thinking about suicide? So I don't know. I think you can kind of read. Get, and then she goes, well, I found it now. Yeah. I think you can kind of read that two ways. One is that I think he was hoping that she would find it when she ever started writing in her journal again. Because I, I and that's why I think the implication was that she's not writing her own songs or she's not writing like she used to. And so he put it in there thinking that whenever she starts writing again, she'll find this. But especially the fact that that's the song that's used at the end after he does kill himself, you kind of think that that's that may have been on his mind because he ha- he would have had to put it there before he went to rehab. Right. So and, yeah, I think maybe a little bit of both. And the song is essentially about him dead. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think it probably could have been for both. I mean, that's, I mean, I was, I haven't listened to the soundtrack since, yeah. you know, or that song since, but right. it's more, it sounded like it was a, I'm watching you from above type right. of lyrics. Yeah. And so it sounded like he was writing it. I think Dead. I tend to think so, yes. Um, but really the the big takeaway from that third act though is that he is seeming good. He's their life is getting back on track, and then the manager comes over and says that she's not gonna be able to go on so or her, she ha- to sorry, she has the idea for him to come along and sing some songs with her on tour. Because I think she kinda wants to revitalize right. their relationship and bring him back. And the manager shoots that down and then he basically goes and confronts Bradley Cooper and says, You're gonna always hold her down. And then once because she, you're going to relapse again. Yep. And then once she cancels the tour and doesn't tell him the truth about it, you see him laying there in bed, like he's understanding or he's feeling like in the back of his mind, probably he knows he's always going to relapse or, and, or always hold her back. And it's funny because I think we, you think of people of like wanting to kill themselves when they are like at their lowest. And that's the point in time where he's sober And he realizes what he's capable of and what she's capable of. So I walked away with the impression that he decides then that he's probably going to kill himself. Oh, yeah. As soon as she lied to him laying in bed. Yeah. He was like, okay. Right. We're done. But you don't really know. Yeah. You don't really know for sure. But then, you know, he's supposed to go perform with her on stage one night and he's getting all ready and he goes and he starts backing out of the driveway and he reaches for a thing of pills and the glove box and you're just like damn it yeah you wanted oh, so no. i i thought he was he already knew by then because he gave the dog a steak he knew he was killing himself so he, he cooked the steak for the dog 
and then backed the car oh, out. Oh, okay. So you're saying he wasn't even going to no. the show. He just backed the car out so he'd have room, room for to, to kill himself. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, because he, uh, he, I mean, who gives the dog two steaks? Oh, I just yeah. figured that was no, no, no. good old Southern boy who always feeds his dog <laughs> no, steaks. No, I and... think it, that was a good bite. You, you, okay. get, you get your steak, and uh, oh, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm doing this. That's a really good point. You. That I, I didn't really connect that. I kind of got the impression that he was backing out to go, and then he kind of stopped and thought about it. But no, you're saying he – that makes more sense, too. He backed the truck out because he knew what he was going to do, and he took the pills before he did it. So Yeah. And that even adds more to the, I guess, thought that he was fully sober when he – Thought of it. Yeah. And then just needed a little bit of a f- help to right. do it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's brutal. So, yeah, I mean, the whole time you're sitting there going, like, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't want him to, obviously, kill himself. And – the scene of him killing himself is kind of juxtaposed with her singing the shallow at her concert by herself. And then I think she sings one more song after that, that maybe they were supposed to sing together. Like, I don't know if it's the always remember us. Like I thought there was one other song she sang, but either way, you know, she's out on a stage performing in front of a huge crowd or whatever. And he's back there at the house killing himself. Yeah. They show her singing one of her songs Mm -hmm. and then they say, he's not here yet. Yeah. She goes, you have to sing shallow anyway, because it's on our playlist or whatever. And so she goes out there and sings it by herself. That's when he's right dead. Yeah. And then that shot that they cut back to of like zoomed out from his house and the truck outside and the dog sitting outside. And then you can just through the window see his body like swinging. I was like, oh, that is like simultaneously like the movie person to me is like, that's such a great shot. Because there's so many ways you can shoot somebody hanging themselves. But like that and then the dog and everything. And they held it there for quite a while. I was like. Oh my god. Well, and they never showed his face. No. So, in the whole time that he's playing on killing himself, they never showed his face. That's true. Once he walks out of the house, you see him give the stake, but then once he walks out, did they show his head? Cuz they Yeah, they, he, he kneels down. I know he kneels down, but I didn't know if they cut it off at his shoulder cuz every every time he's walking around, they, yeah. they cut him off at the shoulders. They didn't show his face. And so, and then he grabs the belt, and they only show his hand. Yeah, but it. did they show him in the car at all? Like uh-uh. when he backs out, and then because I know uh-uh. when he reaches for the glove box, the camera's from like the passenger side looking right. down at the glove box, and he uh, just reaches over. Uh, so I think that entire time they don't show him. I feel like they showed him in the house, but I agree with you. I don't think they showed him because yeah, he I th- I think he's on, his face is on screen because he, he kneels down to put the stake there, and he's calling for Charlie to come over and get the the dog to come over and get the stake. I'm pretty sure that's it. But I, I'd, I'd have to see that again. But 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 you're re- right. The rest of the scenes, yeah, they they cut him off. So I'm assuming they cut him off there too. That, right. So I'm I'm putting that back into my head. Yeah. Because even when he walks over and he like sets his hat down right. on the thing, yeah, you're right. And then even the shot from outside, you, it's like shoulders down from what you can see through the. Yeah. So yeah. And they did hint a little bit of like. Lady Gaga says, send somebody to the house. Yes. Like, did they get there in time? You know, then you you see ambulance. Like, did they kill him? Right. Is he dead? Or did he just try to kill himself? Yeah, because he talked about how when he was 13, he tried to. And the fan broke. Yeah, Yeah. the ceiling fan broke. Which which was really close to the end. Yeah, that was when um, he was talking to. He was in rehab. Yeah, the guy in rehab. Yeah. And, you know, he grabbed a belt and then tried to hang himself on the ceiling fan yeah whatever and his dad didn't even notice or care right uh because he was drunk <laughs> yeah he said the fan yeah. sat there for like six months or yeah. something like that and uh i just i felt like that was too foreshadowing oh yeah i mean it was it was very heavy foreshadowing and it was so close to the end that maybe somehow you put that yeah closer to the beginning to where you're like oh sure yeah. and, but it was so close to the end where i was like uh eh. I think that's clearly what he's doing. Yeah. 
I still yeah. think um, I, I, just now he has suicidal tendencies, or just now we find out that he had those right when he was thirteen. Like and that. I think I kind of thought maybe he was going to go down, even though they had said that. I thought maybe they were going to go down the path of like he died on, like he got drunk and took pills and then died on the way to the con. Because at the time, I didn't realize he was backing the truck out to oh, kill yeah. himself. So I was like, oh, and then he reached for the pills. I'm like he's going to wreck on the way to the concert that he's supposed to meet her at i thought he was gonna do the old exhaust in the truck <laughs> yeah you know, and shove himself in the in the yeah. garage and the, when he got in the truck and then he backed out and i was like okay yeah because you know, i as soon as he gave the dog a steak i was like he's he's killing himself yeah um but then i didn't know what he was doing with the truck right but then it made, made sense he was getting out of the way yeah i mean it's just it's really really emotional when he like i said because of the fact he realizes that he was he realized it when he was sober and he's doing it because he realizes that she's never going to be able to shed herself of him. So right. he, he's holding her back, and he doesn't want to do that. Right. Brutal. And uh, and I don't know how they would have done this without doing two songs at the end, but I was really hoping that she would start Shallows, and then Sam Elliott would sing his part. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have liked that. Now, I've, I've YouTubed Sam Elliott singing yeah. since then. He doesn't have a great singing voice, uh, it, but... But I think that would have just, you know, in his tribute, something. Sure. I think that would have been, it, it, maybe not Shallows, but a song. No, I think Shallows. Sing his role of, of Shallows. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have liked that. Just because in the context of the movie, I mean, people would be like, who the hell is this guy? I mean, you could say it's his brother or whatever. But, like, the the people watching her perform, she's a huge superstar. And to have his brother randomly up there would have been. It's a, She said his memorial. So you assume uh, sure. you know who his brother is, who I, was a singer. Sure. But I, I don't think it would have worked as well. I don't think. I don't care what the audience is there. I'm talking <laughs> no. about the audience that's watching the movie. But even even... Even for me personally, I don't think I would have liked the Sam Elliott singing. I think it was because the other thing the I more Sam Elliott the better. <laughs> the other thing I kind of read into it though is that um, you could make an argument that um, you know the whole title "A Star Is Born." She's not really like a full fledged star until that last song because she's never been herself until that last song. Because if you notice when she sings that final song, the one he wrote that she found and everything, she's. Back to her brunette hair, her normal eyebrows, no makeup. She's not dancing. She's not doing any of that. So you could make an argument that that's when she's really born as a star because not only is she famous and a big singer and everything, she's finally herself in that role of of performing in front of everybody. Was that the final scene? Yeah. Did they, they cut it from her performance? The final scene is... And so this is my last gut punch moment. Besides the dog and the suicide is she's singing the song that he wrote for right. her. And she's singing it, and she's all performing. And then they do this hard cut to him and her at the piano singing. Yeah, yeah. And that's when that's I was how, like, okay. oh. I was trying to think of, did they do the Sam Elliott and her talk after? But no, that they end it with her singing. Right, okay. yeah. She And so, yeah, when they cut it, like, because I was sitting there thinking, man, this song is kind of okay. It's a little on the nose. I get that he wrote it. And especially now that I think about it, it it's okay to be on the nose because if he wrote it when he was thinking of killing himself, then that makes all the sense in the world. But I was like, yeah, the song's okay. I kind of wish it ended on a better note. And then as soon as they cut to Bradley Cooper at the piano singing it with her, I was like, oh, that is brutal. Like that is, yeah, that's such a good touch from a director to do that. And the thing I noticed immediately when I, when I heard him singing was he wasn't singing in his uh, Sam Elliott voice. Yeah, it was his voice. It was his actual, and this is the only time in the movie you ever hear him. So he's 
wrote this song about her that potentially is a suicide note. And he's singing in his real voice for the very first time. It was like, damn, that was a very good touch. And then it cuts back to her and she finishes, I think, a few notes. And she's got like the, the lone tear the lone tear going down her cheek. And that's twice they did the lone tear, which yes. I thought both looked bad. Oh, I didn't mind it. I thought the, the one at her wedding, it just flashed her face and she yeah. had one tear going down. Her, but her eyes weren't like watery or anything. It's right. And then they did again at the end. It's poetic. It's maybe the happiest day of her life and then the saddest day of her life. And she gets the one tear on each. Yeah. I, d- I didn't like either one of those. <laughs> I did. And so I initially, when I thought about one thing I would change, I would, I talked about maybe wanting to change that last song, but that cut to Bradley Cooper. And then understanding more of the meaning behind it, the more I thought about the movie was, was really good. Yeah. It just, I didn't like, I like shallows and I like, shallow and i liked the other song the one song that he sang uh oh, i thought on like stage i thought well, several of his songs were good the, there's just the first one that he was singing yeah. i can't i'm blanking right now because can't get shallow <laughs> right. ever. Yeah. um but those are the only two that that i like liked and then the rest of them were just like eh. yeah they, they've grown on De- me. definitely not the end song i, I would have i really wish i would have enjoyed right the end song. Yeah, it's definitely one of those that I would say musically, I just thought it was okay, but in the context of the sure, film, sure. It, in the scene, it's the fantastic. Scene, the scene's different. Yeah, but. but there was like three or four very, very good songs in that. And the, yeah, the songs that they give him, I was worried that this was going to be, especially knowing that the 70s version was Chris Christopherson, who's like a singer-songwriter. And right. again, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But like, I was worried this was going to go down a more country path, which I'm not a big country music guy. So the fact that it skewed a little bit more rock was was good for me. Yeah. This thing's gonna win, gonna win a lot of awards, probably a, a lot of awards. Best original music. Yeah, is anything gonna beat The Shallow? I have a hard time believing. It. And I really liked Hearts Beat Loud. Um, that had some good music, but I just don't see anything slowing the momentum of The Shallow. Bradley Cooper is gonna be up for Best Director, which he should be. Um, him and Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott should all be up for awards. Uh, I mean, everybody's gonna be up for awards for this. Now, whether they win or not, I don't know. We're just now getting into award season, but. It's there. I mean, Bradley Cooper saying there. This I will say this was the only time I've seen Bradley Cooper in a movie so far where I caught a little hint of Rocket, and I think it's because he was doing a voice. <laughs> There's one song in particular that I remember being like, "Oh, there, there was Rocket for a split second. Um, and that's the only time I can ever remember thinking that with, um, with Bradley Cooper. So definitely great. I, I enjoyed it. I have a thing with dramas where. Like the first time I saw La La Land, I gave it a four and then it just stuck in my head and burrowed its way in there. And then every time after that, I've seen it, I just loved it even more. And I've already started to experience that with A Star is Born. My initial reaction was that it was was really good and I enjoyed it, but maybe not as much as some of the hype. And then the more I think about it and some of the conversations like we've had, it's like, yeah, that, that was a really good movie um, and really enjoyed it. So I, I'm really happy that it, it lived up to the hype and I'm definitely anxious to see what it wins. So is this going to be on your repeat watch list like La La Land has been for the past 12 months? I don't know. We'll have to see. I actually just caught a couple of days ago uh, 30 minutes of La La Land, and then I watched another 30 or 45 minutes of it last night because <laughs> it was on and it got turned on. So we'll have to see. La La Land, the difference is, and uh, my wife wanted to hit me after I said this after the movie, but watching a movie like this makes me realize how perfect la la land is because it kind of tackles some of the same stuff it doesn't uh, probably doesn't ever get as high as a star is born in terms of the emotions and it probably it surely does not get as low as the emotions but it also tries to cover the entire broad range of spectrum of emotions and it does it perfectly so i yeah i a star is born is kind of heavy 
Like I could maybe watch the first kind, act, kind of well, right. I could watch the first act probably over and over and over again, but you probably wouldn't want to just sit there and watch the second or the yeah. third act over and over again. So I don't know. We'll see though. But it is definitely in my head, and I I have appreciated it a lot more. So let's get to our questions. Unless you have anything else to add? Nope, I'm no. ready. All right, hit us. What's your rating and why? Uh, well, for, I know why. <laughs> well, what's your rating? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, it went from a definite four when I left the theater on. Uh, Saturday, and now we're here on Monday, and it's uh, it's a four and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your favorite moment? The shallow scene. It, that was so good. Bringing um, her on stage. Yeah, that was so well done. I mean, to like I said, to know that something like that is coming, but for them to twist a little bit and it still give you chills was was great. And so, what would you change? You know, I had the last song written down, and I don't think I'm there now because of you know some of the stuff that we've talked through and the meaning behind the last song. So if anything, I would say you could probably clean up the second act a little bit, like we said. Um, you could probably drop ten ish minutes in there somewhere and just make it a little bit a little bit tighter. I agreed with some of the things you said about the foreshadowing. Maybe you can squeeze that in earlier, maybe in a conversation between his brother and him, if his brother would have happened to have known about it. So just a few minor tidy the house kind of things nothing major yeah and so a theater or a couch movie yeah you know i I would say theater personally Uh, the music needs to be heard in that big setting i think it's a cool movie to see in the theaters um you just you know the the concert scenes are shot really really well when he's on stage at festivals and stuff well they're at actual concerts yeah um, and then, you know, we didn't talk about this, but the, the touch they do of, um, him and his, his hearing loss and whenever he gets that ringing in his ear, I think there's just something about the sound is so good in this movie that you're not going to, no matter how good of a sound system you have at home, it's probably not going to replicate what a theater has. So I don't think you lose the emotion if you see it on a couch. I think you lose some of the atmosphere if you see it on a couch. So I would, I would say theater. And so would you pay for this or wait for it to be through? Free. No, pay for it. Even if you're out of your movie passes for the month, just buck up and pay for it. <laughs> uh, so popcorn movie or an art house film? It's definitely popcorn. Um, you know, a lot of Oscar contenders skew art house, but this is one of those that it's very, very much a popcorn movie. It's just really, really good at being a popcorn movie. Yeah. So an Oscar or Razzie? I yeah. think we already know. Yeah, it's going to, to it's going to win something. And if you liked what, you would like this. I picked Crazy Heart. I haven't seen this in a while. I think it's from like 07. It's Jeff Bridges playing a country music star who's an alcoholic. Um, I've never seen that. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal is... Oh, uh, that's a, why I haven't yeah, seen it. a journalist. And there's... It, it's about as close as I could come Wasn't to... Wasn't that nominated for something? Yeah, it, he won an Did Academy he? Award for it. No, so okay. um, it's a good movie. It, it's not really like this, but there's some some parallels. I mean, when you're talking about... Sometimes these movies get so unique, it's hard to, to draw comparisons, but that's what I would say. So where are you at rating-wise? I'm at a three and a half. Boo. Uh, I re- <laughs> you have no heart. <laughs> I have no heart. A crazy heart. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed, like you said, the first act. And the, the rest of it, like the middle part, was kind of low. And then the end, I mean, while obviously sad and shocking, it, it it just I think the middle part took me out of it and I felt like it was really long um although I did want to know more which is kind of weird but it was I wanted to know more about Bradley Cooper and I felt like it was just his just getting drunk again and again mm-hmm. was I know that's what he was supposed to show but it's like okay I, I get it he, he 
he drinks. Yeah. Um, uh, you're supposed to yeah, feel uh, for him. You're uh, supposed to not want him to do that. And so every time he does it, you're like, no, like an SNL when he reaches for the beer, you're like, damn it, Bradley Cooper, why are you doing this? Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I liked it. And so it's an above average movie. Um, I think you're a I, half star too low on that. A half star? Yes. Well, maybe upon second viewing, I get to a four. But, yeah. But right now it's at, it's at three and a half. I mean, think of all the things we've talked about, about how well they did the the relationship between him and Gaga, the relationship between him and Sam Elliott, the, the way that the thing is a suicide note to her, the final song. It's just, it's all like those, those details. Li- but I didn't like the final song, so a suicide note. Well, sure. But, but then like the way they, like we said, they cut to him singing and it's his voice. So it's the first time you see him. I mean, it's, that, a, it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's no, I know, but I'm saying it's those details that, for me, stick in my head and make me think of like, damn, that was really good what they did. I appreciate it more now that I think about it because they did all these things so competently. Whereas there's movies that I've seen with three and a halves that are enjoyable, but not near as competently made as this one or well-crafted. Yeah. Like if I turn it off 45 minutes in. Yeah. Sure. It'd be five at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as a whole, I'm at a three and a half. All right. I think it, I think it deserves a four. Maybe it'll it could, stick it in could. your head. It could. All right. So what was your favorite moment? Uh, I did like when you brought her on stage. It's not my favorite moment. And I think the only reason is because I'd seen it in the trailer so yeah. many times. Uh, and I, di- I did like how they did it and when they did it. But my favorite moment was when Bradley Cooper told told his brother that it was he who had admired him. Because that, that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Right. And then Sam crying. Like, oh. Yeah. Ah, wait, hey. Because <laughs> they really hadn't shown each other any kind of emotion. Like, they'd just been no. arguing the whole movie and kind of resentful of each other, and you didn't yeah. really know why. And, and I thought there'd be some sort of resolution. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't expect that at that time. Right. You Agreed. Know, hopping out of that. Now, when he was struggling to say something, I was like, okay, he's going he's gonna to drop something. Right. Uh, uh, I love you, brother, or something like that. Yeah. But, but that, uh, that was really done well. Yeah. What's one thing you would change? I wanted Sam to sing at some point. <laughs> I don't you know, know why you're on that kick. Well, it was a sing with his brother, you know, because they kind of had this falling out of because they sung together and Sam lost his career because of Brett. So some reconciliation on that somehow or or Sam singing in place of his brother, you know, kind of a role reversal type yeah. of thing of more of a tribute to him. Um that that's kind of where I had it in my head. At some point, they'd be on. He'd be on stage, and 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 I had never up to that point had not heard him sing. Yeah, and I mean he's got that that low voice that I think would could be a good singing voice that would complement Lady Gaga very well. <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. uh, that that's kind of what was in my head as I was waiting for that, and I, I didn't get that. Yeah, but, but I would I would add that somewhere in there. I guess I feel like that would have just detracted. I feel like that was Lady Gaga's moment too. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean the the way that they did it, yeah, you know, it, that wouldn't have worked. And that's what I was trying to say. I was like, I don't know how you add another song in there at the end. I think would would take away. But at, right. at some point in there, I, I was hoping for maybe maybe it was just them writing the song a song together after rehab of the two of them. You know, grabbing their guitars. <laughs> you, you just know? want to see Sam Elliott. Sing, I just want to say that, that that's that's the one thing I'd change is get, get, get Sam in there with a the guitar. All right, and you know, the guy probably can't even play a guitar. <laughs> probably, uh, who knows? Sam Elliott's probably capable of anything. He probably could. Theater or couch? I'd say see in the theater. Okay, and it's definitely good enough to pay for. All right, popcorn movie or art house film? Like you mentioned, it's a it's a popcorn movie, and and I definitely see this this getting some sort of awards. Um, yeah. I see people liking this that much. Yeah. Agreed. If you liked Blink, you would like this movie. I picked Rockstar. 
That's and, an interesting choice. Uh, it had the same kind of rise and fall moments of of rock star, and this with Marky Mark and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, which I think is a really underrated movie. I really like that movie every time. Every time I throw it in there, um, there's no original music, um, but it's done really well. And they and they he sings all the songs, and so I don't think he does. Yeah. I don't think he's doing the the steel heart singing. I think somebody did that for him. No, I thought I thought I saw that that he did them all. I don't and know. That's, that's why they picked Marky Mark to do it. It's point he of could. contention. I don't well, think he did. And 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 I'll I'll wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll go fact check that. Yeah. Um. But I did know that I did say mentioned that he has the ability to do that. Now whether he did all those, I don't know. He can rap. He can rap. <laughs> he can rap. Let's not forget that. But but I did think it was the, you know. Uh, somebody coming from nowhere, you know, getting a chance and running through, you get to the peak and then the fall and, and, yeah. and, and things like that. I think uh, it, uh, if you like that movie, you definitely like this. Sure. I think that's probably fair. That, that movie it may, lacks... It may not go the other way around, but, if, right. but definitely if you liked Rockstar, I think you'd like this. Yeah. And I, I think that movie lacks a lot of heart compared to this movie. When's the last time you've seen Rockstar? But I think ever since you get you found your emotional core as an adult. <laughs> I think it I think though that that's kind of only natural because it's it takes place in the eighties metal time period, which was right. all very superficial and shallow. And in yeah, you have Jennifer Aniston, but really he he's a combined Bradley Cooper and Lady he's Gaga. Both. And the, yeah, he's right. both. He's, he's the both. rise and the fall as opposed to two and I mean he has a relationship with Jennifer Aniston, but it doesn't she's just kind of Along for the ride, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I can kind of see that. It's a good movie. Yeah. If you like that, you'd like this. Sure. We so. just need to double check on the did Mark you I, do I the will. Singing. I'll, I'll <laughs> do, do such things. All right. Well, that does it for A Star is Born. As usual, check us out at twoviewsmovies.com, where you can also now get spoiler-free written reviews from us. Uh, check us out on Facebook, where people do a little bit of talking. And otherwise, as usual, the biggest thing you can do for us is go out to the Apple or the Google podcast stores and subscribe to the podcast. And on top of that, leave us a rating and a comment to let us know what you think. We'll catch you next time.